1: she asked you to cash a check why
0: because
2: she couldn't cash it in her account due to the check that she received every month
1: so i said yes you mean she wanted to hide it from the government because she receives a government check every month um yes ma'am okay so So, you decided to help her hide this big check from the government and what was this big check coming in from um one of her family members passed away This is
3: the plaintiff, Sarah Welch. She says the defendant was her one-time good friend, but not anymore because she stole 800 bucks out of her bank account. The defendant can't just take her money and steal from her like that. So she's suing for the $800 because she wants it back. This is the defendant Anne. She says she was a signatory on the plaintiff's account and the money she took from it was hers, not the plaintiff's. The plaintiff degraded her on social media, claiming she was a pill-popping thief. And if anyone's owed money today, it's not the plaintiff. She's accused of stealing from a friend. The defendant has filed a counter suit for $500 for libel. All
4: parties. All parties. Please raise your right hand.
3: What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court.
5: People's Court
4: is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, in. Honor.
1: Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Ms. Welch, you are suing your former friend, Ms. Ann, for $800 that you say she illegally withdrew from an account from you, and you have a counterclaim against her for $500 for libel. Let me hear from you first, Ms. Welch. Tell me what happened here.
2: Um, Yes, ma'am. The defendant, she asked me to cash a check in my account for her. How did you two know each other? We met through
1: a mutual friend. And how long had you known each other? I want to say for about 15 years. Okay. And had you been close during those 15 years? Um, Yes, ma'am. All right. And so she asked you to cash a check. Why? Because she couldn't cash it in her account
2: due to the check that she received every month. So I said yes. You mean she wanted to hide
1: it from the government because she receives a government check every month? Um, Yes, ma'am. Okay. so So you decided to help her hide this big check from the government. And what was this big check coming in from? Um, uh, one of our family members passed away. <laughs> I didn't mean to help her. Well, that's kind of, I mean, you, just, know, you know, you know, it's funded. up to no good if they she's asking you, th- I can't put it in my account. She, you know, she's, cause it'll affect, in fact, you told me the reason why she couldn't put it in her, because then it'll affect my monthly disability. Because if I have money, that if I've received money through an inheritance, then my disability is supposed to be, or whatever government she's is supposed to be reduced. All right. So anyway, what happens to the check she received?
2: I took it to my bank. My bank said I had to add her to my account in order for me to deposit the check because it would look like I was stealing her money. And I said, Okay. So I deposited it in my account and I added her. And she received her money. How quickly and did she receive we, the money? Um she received it pretty quickly. Like did you wait for the check was to clear um, I want to say within two weeks she received okay. the money. All right. So it they waited was a while the while check
1: ago. to clear. And then what happened? She got the money. And this was This, we whole, this whole little arrangement was how long ago? How many years ago? Uh, it was a long time ago. Can you give me an idea? It Are we talking about a, 10 years really,
2: or three years or what? I want to say about 10 years. 10 years. Okay. All right. So then what happens? Then we go on. We're being friends. And everything is normal. Then I stop being friends with her due to something that happened, it was a toxic friendship and I just couldn't be part of it no more. So I stopped being friends with her. What was it that happened? I couldn't be friends with her that year completely. She just changed from who she was when I first met her. And it was just more negativity than positivity. And at that point, I just couldn't be friends with her no more. All
1: right. So what happened?
2: And after that, I haven't spoken to her in probably about four years. I go to make a purchase on my DoorDash and it says my card is blocked. I call my bank and my bank said, call my main bank where I go to. They've been trying to call me for a week, but I didn't know. I never checked the voicemail and any number that's not listed in my phone was registered in a spam. So I never got the call. When I called the bank, they said the defendant was call them to the bank for a week, asking questions and all this information about the account that I didn't know she was still on because I spoke to a teller years ago and he told me it would be taken care of and she was off. Did you ever check to make sure that, I mean, don't you get bank statements? I get everything online and I even showed the bank this. I never saw her name on my online account. Her name was never on my online account and I went paperless because I do everything online.
1: So when you log in, you don't no, see her name? her name?
2: No, ma'am, not at
1: all. I never saw her name at all. Okay. So what ended up and happening? So you find out that she's calling about your account and did what? She went down to the bank
2: on July 1st, and she withdrew $800. And I called the police that night, and I explained to them what the bank just told me on the phone. And the bank was already closed that day, so I had to go down the next morning, close my account, and reopen a new account and the Binkman. Which is told how you should have time. done it
1: the last time, actually, really. If you if you no longer want that's what you have a change me. in circumstances where someone is on your account, whether it's an ex or a friend or whatever it is that's going on, you close the account and then you open up a new account so that this kind of error doesn't happen. But anyway, so tell me what happens. You go down there and you close out the account, you put was there any money left? Yes, there is money left.
2: How much? I think it was about 800 or $700. And so so the DoorDash
1: was less than that. So why was it not being able to be used? Because they wanted you to call in because they found everything suspicious? Yes, ma'am. They thought it was suspicious. And
2: they knew the situation that she only made the one deposit into my account of her check. And they knew the money was given. And- Ms.
1: Ann, what's going on here?
6: Uh, none of this is accurate. Okay. You tell me your version. We had been friends since 2004. And in 2008, I lent her $2,400 in cash so that she could secure an apartment. It was first, last, and security. And she did secure that apartment. She no longer lives there. But, um... She owed me twenty-four hundred dollars in cash. So finally, in two thousand eighteen, I sort of hinted around about going to small claims court, or, or you know, start paying me on that amount on a, on a debt from twelve years ago from two thousand and eight. We were very, very good friends. Had the debt come up ever in those 13 years? Occasionally. Tell me about
1: that check that you received. That was part of an inheritance? Yes. And why didn't, you just,
6: why didn't you just put it in your own account? Basically, I did. What happened was Sarah and I went to the bank. Why? Why a- is Sarah involved? Why didn't you just deposit the check in your own account? Because I wanted... If something happened to me, I wanted Sarah to have the cash for her son, who is was my godson. Um, I did not cash the check. It was put into a certificate of deposit. Well, what happened with the deposit money, deposit the inheritance? Money. So I eventually took it out and put it into my other account. OK, but not
1: the account where the government not puts not the money, to, right? I was not. Was it the yes, same yes, account, account where the government puts the money or no?
6: Yes, I was not trying to hide the money.
1: Well, if the, it, if the money is supposed to be there for if something happens to you to go to the godson, then why were you pulling it out and putting it back into your, uh, to an account?
6: At the end of the year, that is what I did. He was no longer your godson at the end of the year? or No, he was still my godson. Right. However, I had other uh, debts that I had to um, okay take care of. All right, so tell me what just happened because apparently you guys lost touch years ago. Is that true or not No. True? We talked until the end of 2018. Um, in 2000, the very beginning of 2019, she Facebook messaged me saying that we were no longer friends. Okay. Never giving me a clear idea as to what was going on. That, except she was unhappy and I said... <laughs> If you were unhappy for 14 years, I mean, why didn't you say something? But at any rate, that was that. That was the the messaging from Facebook. That was it. That was the last. All right. So, what happened with this $800 she's talking about? Did you withdraw $800 from her account? Yes. What happened was, I guess when Sarah moved, she um she did not change her address at the bank. So at the end, last day of June, I received from the bank in a handwritten um, envelope uh, addressed to both me and Sarah um, that there had been a credit from an ATM deposit to our account. So I called the bank and verified that I was, in fact, a signatory on this account. So you helped yourself to money that you knew wasn't yours? It was mine. How was it yours? She owed me
1: $2,400. From 13 years ago, which you know the statute of limitations has passed and you wouldn't be able to sue her for.
6: No, I did not realize. I think you did, because
1: one of the things you said was no, I threatened to take her to court, I did but not. I wasn't really going to because too much time passed. Let me ask you a question. Ms. Welch, did uh, she loan you $2,400 that you were supposed to pay back and didn't? I paid back over years. I didn't have $2,400 to give right
2: back. I work from paycheck to paycheck, and I didn't have $2,400 to give her back at once. I paid to have stuff done on her car twice. I gave her back money through the years. But did you fully pay
1: it? I'm sorry. Did you fully pay it off or didn't you as a woman? No, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, I did. I didn't even know that I still supposedly owed her money. Let me ask you, Ms. Ann, how did you figure that you could just go into? I know how you figured you could get away with it because, of course, your name is on the account. And therefore, you could get away with it vis-a-vis the bank. And the bank won't get in trouble because, hey, your name's on the account. Uh, So the bank isn't going to sue you or anything else like that. My question to you is different. How do you figure that you can help yourself to the money? Because that's like saying that if you feel I owe you money, you can go into my bedroom, open my drawer, and take my stash of money and help yourself to it. How is it that you feel that you are not going to get in trouble for taking $800 out of her account
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A N G I.com. I was a signatory on
6: the. No, that's
1: the answer to how did you think you were going to get away with it? You know that that money wasn't
6: there for you. You know that because you haven't spoken to her since 2018. I do know. Yes, that is true. I I do know that that money was not there for me. Right. So it's called theft. How is it not theft? She owed me. So then
1: go sue her in court. You don't get to stick your hand in the till just because you can get away with it with the bank. That's not appropriate. That's completely dishonest. And you know that. What's your counterclaim for $500 for?
6: She went on Facebook and um, unblocked me um, with her new account. And she tagged me in a post saying that I was a pill popping thief. And she, all, uh, and she would comment on a bunch of things that I had posted, just nasty comments. Do
1: you have any of them to show me?
6: Unfortunately, because we then blocked one another again, I could not get the tag. However, I did respond to it. I am not a pill popping thief. Um, well, I know you're a thief. No, I know you're a thief. I'm not a no, thief. No, you're
1: absolutely a thief. You went to a bank because you could, and you took money because you could, even though you had no permission to take the money and you know the money was not yours. You, you avoided court like the rest of us chumps have to do when we feel we're owed money because too long had passed, so you knew you would never be entitled that to the money. I did not then you, know. I don't care if you knew it or not. You know that that You can't stick your hand in her pocket, take the money, and say, ha, ha, ha. Because you owe me money from 13 years ago. You know that. You know that. Because if not, I'm really worried about you living on your own. All right? You know that. Now, this uh, did you write a Facebook post that she was a pill-popping thief? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And where do you I get did, the idea she's a pill-popper? It. I understand where you think she's a thief. Tell me how, where you get the idea she's a pill-popper.
2: Because she takes a lot of medication. She... Stolen medication from my bag as I was going across the street to pick up my son from the school. And I, as I came around from the back window of the car, I saw her going in my purse, and she stole medication and quickly put it in her pocket to think that I wouldn't see it. And that's why, from that point, I never took a bag with her. I only wore wait. Did my you say part. anything to
1: her when she did that?
2: I didn't know what, ma'am. I didn't know what to say because what do you I don't mean know had what to say. I know what to say. Give me what... back my
1: medicine. I don't
2: know what to say to somebody like that. I don't know the right thing to say.
1: I just saw you because steal my medicine. Do that, that? I mean, off the top of my head. I'm not giving it a lot of thought. But, hey, what do you think you're doing?
2: And I called her the thief because she stole my money. So I put it together and
1: I wrote it to write to her. And I, did, and I posted it on the Facebook. Ms. Welsh, on your lawsuit against Ms. Anne, I find in your favor. Ms. Anne, here's a big surprise. Return the $800 that you helped yourself to that you had absolutely no right to help yourself to. You shouldn't have taken the $800. On your counterclaim against her for $500 for a statement you no longer even have where she called you a pill popping thief, um, I find in her favor and I am not gonna call that libel. That is her opinion. Uh, there's always a fine line between those things. You are on, you do, I'm not going to pry into your personal, mind, but you do take pills. And I find that you did steal her money. So frankly, truth is a defense. And I am going to, although I don't like it when people take to the, the internet like that, uh, I don't find it actionable. Return her $800 Verdicts for the plaintiff and on the counterclaim, zero.
7: So the plaintiff prevails in this case. She's going to get her $800 back, and the defendant loses her countersuit for $500. Ms. Ann, the judge called you a thief, flat-out thief. What do you think?
6: I don't agree with it, obviously. Um, However, you know, she's the judge. I have to respect what the decision that she came to. I am not going to pay Sarah back the $800. I am on Social Security and um i can't
7: Ms. welch let me ask you uh how do you how do you feel about this now you were kind of stupid not to take her off your account you realize that now don't you
2: yes sir i should have been more thorough in taking her off i've never added anybody to my account before and i should have been more checking with it and to make sure
7: no question about that you learned a lesson the 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 tough way anyway you're going to get your eight hundred dollars back so uh Sorry, this ended your friendship, and uh, that'll do it for this case. Harvey? Well, Doug, I think
5: this is interesting because you have a situation where it's true the defendant was a signatory, but it was a mistake, and it was a mistake clearly known to the defendant. So the defendant had no right to take the money, period. As for the countersuit, um, you know what? It's as simple as this. I'm sure you've heard it before. In a defamation case, truth is a defense. If you were stranded
1: on a desert island, who would you want to be stranded with?
5: Okay. So
8: are we going to exclude each other from this? Yes. No, uh,
1: no yes. We have to exclude each other. Here. Let's exclude okay. each other. Okay.
8: Okay. Um, well, I'm going to say you would want to be stranded with uh, a really good decorator. Who would, <laughs> would create an environment with the, the feng shui and the, you know. Yes.
1: The, the it's so true.
8: That's who you would want. You'd want, that's like, right. Martha so, Stewart or somebody to just somebody make it Somebody
1: who so, could just make right. it, you know, some right. an, incredible decorator right. who could just right. make my space nice and calm and, exactly. and uh, yeah, absolutely.
8: All right, now, I would want to be stranded with somebody who could make me laugh incessantly. Oh, that's
1: so a way better idea. It would have actually. to be, it would
8: have to be a, a comedian, maybe like a a uh, Chris Rock or uh John Mulaney John Some of the Mulaney. Ones that I like. John Mulaney's funny as hell so yeah. somebody like that uh, but you know the funny thing is when you ask somebody who do you want to be stranded on a desert island with uh, most men are gonna they're gonna go right to the supermodel actress spectacular kind of thing and you know when you think about that question yeah I toy that over my mind and then I think I want to be with somebody who likes me <laughs> <laughs> those people are probably not going to like me, right? <laughs> So uh, at the end of the day, I probably want to be there with you. So. <laughs> not that you're not a supermodel. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is the plaintiff, Steve Mitchell. He says
3: he purchased a truck from the defendant. And when he went to register it, he was told he couldn't because there was a lien on it. The defendant said he would take care of it, but hasn't. And he's suing him. For the $3,200, he paid the crook. This is the defendant, George Perrone. He says he told the plaintiff he was selling the truck for parts only because he didn't have any paperwork on it. Now the guy says there's a lien on it, and he knows nothing about a lien, so he owes zero. He's accused of selling a bad truck.
5: All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court next case on the docket. The plaintiff bought a truck from the defendant and says he couldn't register the thing because it had a lien on it. But the defendant says that he told the plaintiff the truck had no papers and was being sold for parts only. It's the case of I can't keep on trucking.
1: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Mitchell, you are suing Mr. Perrone for the return of $3,200 for a Chevy Avalanche that you purchased from him. Let me hear what happened.
9: Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, I went on um, Facebook Marketplace to look for a truck for my family. I'm a single father with four children. I currently have a Mustang, so it's not big enough to transport them around and work. And I'm kind of currently unemployed. And I looked on Facebook Marketplace. I saw his ad. It said in the ad that it had no money owed on it or anything. I contacted him in the messenger and um he I told him to call me and then when we spoke he didn't say anything about a lien he mentioned that it didn't have a title i was fine with it not having a title because i could have ordered a title through cartitles.com but he never told me about it um not or about it having a lien on it
1: and did it have a lien on
9: it? Yes, yes, ma'am. You How did me you discover that there was a lien
1: on, on the car he had sold you?
9: Once I got the vehicle and ordered to send for the title, they sent through CarTitles.com. They sent me back a bonded title, so I was looking at it like a bonded title. So I went to the DMV, to which I called him on the phone when he's supposed to. I'm speak sorry, with I the didn't understand what you said.
1: You applied for a title, and who gave you a bonded title?
9: Um, I received one from cartitles.com.
1: Okay. And then what was the problem with the title you received?
9: It had a lien on the truck. It had a lien on it.
1: Well, who's got a lien on it and why?
9: Um, right now Midland Funding has the the lien on it. But um, when you pull the VIN number up, when you put his VIN number in, it shows G. And then what they did is they sell. They the sell. He had yeah, I got it. They
1: sell the loan to the next entity. What's going on, Mr. Perona? According to him, you sold him a car that you still owed money on.
9: Okay. First of all,
4: the ad said that the car did not have papers. That's number one. When he came to my house, I explained to him that it was sold to me through a relative of the man that passed away. So if there was any lien on it, I was not aware of that. First of all. Second of all, I also explained to him. That it is very hard to get a title from somebody else. You can't just go and apply for somebody else's title for a
9: car. I'm sorry, oh, did you wait, me-
1: wait, back it up, Mr. Perone. You sold yeah. this car to him and he paid you thirty two hundred dollars. You can't sell a car no, that ma'am. someone else has an interest in. And no, you know, ma'am. you can't sell it without being honest that there is a lien on it.
4: Your Honor. I told him first of all he paid two thousand dollars for the car and he also bought a motorcycle for twelve hundred dollars from it. That's first off. Okay, I so told hold him right on one, one second.
1: Do you have any paperwork from the sale? According to him, he paid thirty two hundred for the truck and you threw in a nineteen ninety-eight Honda motorcycle.
4: Not true. I paid twelve hundred dollars. for the Do motorcycle.
1: you have a bill of sale?
4: No, I don't. Actually okay. the motorcycle was back on marketplace. He
9: sold it shortly after I sold it.
1: Okay. And uh how much did he sell the motorcycle for?
9: Twelve hundred dollars.
1: Is that accurate, Mr. Mitchell?
9: No, ma'am, it's not accurate.
1: What did you sell the motorcycle I, for?
9: I sold the motorcycle for $900 because it had a title and it it wasn't no lien or anything on it, and it wasn't stolen. Okay. I had a police check. How do
1: you know it. that he sold it for $1,200, mister Peron? It
9: was in the ad. I saw the ad on Yeah, but how, uh, do, how do you know
1: what he what he negotiated? I
9: don't know what he sold it for. Okay, before. do you I have proof
1: you sold right. it for $900, mister Mitchell? Because this may become relevant in terms of the value of the avalanche.
9: No, ma'am, when I sold the motorcycle, I was really just, like, getting rid of it, and the guy, we just signed it, like a bill signed of sale. Signed what?
1: Where's the bill of sale?
9: Oh, I, I, I don't have the bill of sale for that. All
1: right, Mr. Perrone, why is there a lien? On, uh, do you deny that there's a lien on it? Or you don't care, You're you not, don't know, me, and that's his problem?
4: I did not know there was a lien on the vehicle, which is irrelevant. It, why would it be irrelevant? Him, because I explained to him that you cannot just go and register this vehicle. It is only a parts car. That you cannot just go down and register somebody else's vehicle, whether they passed away or not. There's a long process involved, which I explained to him. What did you put in the ad? I put in the ad, no papers.
1: And then you also put bonded title, right?
4: No, I did that. I did not put in. OK, that was an ad I put in for him.
1: That was I also what helped. I'm sorry. Stop talking. If you think let me tell you something. Yeah. I'm the original fast talker. Just fast talking yeah. over me isn't going to get me lost. If I have an itch here, I'm going to make you scratch the itch. So please wait for my questions and don't just Absolutely. barrel forward. OK, now uh, let us look at the ads because I have more than one ad, which I don't understand why I would have more than one ad.
4: Because I sent you one that I put in for him he, to help him get rid of he the He posted vehicle. multiple ads. Okay,
1: which is the one, let's see if we can agree on which is the one he saw and relied on in the purchase.
4: What's the price on the vehicle? That's how we can tell.
1: It says uh, 1500 That would be the second one then, right?
4: No, I put an ad for him for $2,600.
1: Okay, so hold on one second. So this would be the ad you put, correct?
4: Yes, ma'am. That's okay, indirect. perfect. Yes.
1: All right. No title. Parts car. Must sell lots of new parts. Bonded title. I just asked you if you put the words bonded title in the ad, and you said no, but I just read them out he loud. He told
4: me he had a bonded title. I never had a bonded title. I'm sorry, title. this is your
1: ad. This is not his writing. It is your I writing, put that ad in that, your and Honor. you put in the ad bonded title. Do you know what bonded title means?
4: Your Honor, I put that ad in for, for him. No,
1: I this is the one that me, you I put, put that in, ad for him. and he bought. We just established that because the You're amount is 2600 you want, you okay show me the something. ad that you put with that he bought go ahead you show me the ad
4: the ad that I put in was when you just showed me I put in for the, for him
1: all right now show me the one that you put in that he bought it from you with I don't have that yeah I, I do the one time. that you put in for him says 1500. It says the lower amount. That is how you just explained to me how to find the correct ad that I'm looking for, which is the ad that you represented to him. Then I said, this one says, don't talk over me. This one says $2,600. And then he said, yeah, that's my ad. Not the ad. You You can't put both ads in for him to sell it later. One of them is your ad to him. We established that the one for $2,600 is the ad you put in all on your lonesome. You put the words in. Has nothing to do with him. And what are the words that are in there? The words bonded title. Oh, that is for him. No, that ad is for him. Okay. Not, now you're it. gonna need to show. It's right. there, you can't it. have it both ways. So if this it's is the one you put, stop. It, ma'am. Stop. If this is the one you put in for him, you're telling yes. me that you put in an ad to try to resell it when he brought up the problems. So what are you gonna do? Kick it down the road and give this? Lean problem to another person, and that you put it in as 2600 the second time It's around. not
4: a lean problem, ma'am. It's a vehicle that is a
1: pots car. Did There's you hear po- what I. Mr. Mr. Perrone, once again, I'm going to need you to listen to my question because it's very simple. There are two ads in evidence. One yes. says 2600. Right. And the other one says 1500. Why are there yes, two ads? Correct.
4: Okay. The $1,500 ad is the original ad that I put in to sell the vehicle.
1: Okay, okay? let's do it your way. Now, the $1,500 ad, because now we've established that the $2,600 one doesn't have a good s- history behind it. So let's see what the $1,500 one has. No papers, you can get title. Why are you saying you can get title? You can. Right, you unless there's a lien, then you the got title. a problem. Because if there's a lien, you can't sell a car that without telling him, hey, by the way, you're going to pay me and then you're going to pay this other guy if you really want it because you, somebody still owes the other guy. Now, but let me ask you a question, Mr. Mitchell. The lien is in whose name?
9: Um, from what I'm understanding, it's in Mr. Farron's name.
1: How do you understand of that? Course. What makes you understand that? Because he claims uh, he was selling uh, it for men- someone else.
9: I contacted the funding where they said the lien was. Were lien they was trying there. to
1: collect on a separate debt and therefore they put a lien on your car, Mr. Perrone?
9: Ma'am, the car was
4: never my car. I never had a lien on the car. Did, it was not. Was a
1: car name. ever in your name? Yes
4: or no? It was not in my name. No. Do
1: you owe someone money who then discovered you possessed a car and then tried to put a lien on it? No. All right. No. All right. So I need to see the paperwork that you have, Mr. Mitchell, that tells you that it's Mr. Perrone. Who has the lien? I'm just curious.
9: I only have it by contacting them over the phone. Is it verbal or do you have it in writing?
1: Is it verbal or do you have it in writing? I I had
9: it in verbal, and I even. I'm not interested in verbal. I I don't want to
1: hear you flap your gums about what somebody else flapped their gums to you on. I can't trust that. When you went to DMV, DMV tells you that they cannot give you the note. You can't get a title because there's a lien on it, and the evidence of the lien you've introduced to the court. When you contact the defendant and tell him, hey, there's a problem because there's a lien on on the vehicle, what does he say?
9: Oh, he says, oh, okay, I'll I'll fix it up. Um, Just go to the DMV and call me or I'll come up there and we'll resolve it all because he didn't want me to bring him to court.
1: Right, and then what happened?
9: Well, I went to the DMV like he told me to. I called him and got him on the phone to try to clear it up with the woman. And he still hung up the phone and then ghosted me. They so can where's only the tell car now? he had the lien. It's right here in my uh, yard, ma'am.
1: Mr. Perrone, when both of the ads, one says bonded title and the other one says you can get a title, and we know you can't because there's a lien on it, why is it that he can't come back and say, well, give me my money back. I'll give you your truck back. I can't use this. Because both ads okay, say now- one says bonded title and the other one says you'll be able to get a title. So one of yeah, those are correct. your ad. So, if why a, isn't
4: it right? Wrote, the first one I told him, when he came to me, I explained to him how it would have to be done. Either through a tow truck company or a salvage company. You have to advertise for 10 days. It's a long process to get the title. It can oh, be none done. None of that is in any of your ads. None yours. of
1: that is in any of your ads.
4: I explained to him when he came to my house. Did he Until sit he around telling you me. you have
1: to go through a salvage company, Mr. Mitchell? You'll have to do this. You'll have to jump that hurdle. You'll have to jump the other hurdle. No,
9: ma'am. Okay. No, ma'am, definitely ma'am, not. I
4: told him that he want, she, when he got blinded by was getting a $10,000 car for $2,000. I explained to him it was not that What easy. he got was a big I headache that he's not able
1: lawyer. to register, that he's it not able to get a title help. to, even though both ads say, you'll be able to get a title. One says and The other one says, bonded title. That's even worse. That he means that, that I will insure you against any problem with the title. That's what the words bonded now, title mean.
4: If you listen to the rest if of the talk,
1: here's what happened. You put in an ad for $2,600, right? Because he didn't. Fair, yes. Right. Fair and happened. the $2,600 ad says the words bonded title. Then he gets yes, it, ma'am. and you tell him, oh, wait, there's a lien. No, that won't be a problem. Don't worry about it. We'll clear that up. But apparently, it is a problem. So now he has no, a car so, which has one, one warranty. The story. only warranty in an as sale is: hey, it's a car right like i'll be able you're not to hearing the i'll story be i know i'm hearing it here. i just don't like what i'm hearing No, you not yeah you so house, if it says i it. have no papers cool you're not supposed to turn over a title because you made it very clear you have no papers but when both of them both ads pick your pick your favorite wh- cuz you put one of those two not for him to sell it later one of them was your advertisement one says bonded title the other one says you'll be able to get a title then that means that you are saying you know You'll be able to get a title. Don't worry. So this whole parts thing, you could say that all you want. But when you advertise, you'll be able to get a title. You get a better price. See? So you don't get to say that and then there's no way the man can get a title because there's a lien you got to stand behind what you said in the advertisement. Whichever advertisement right. you'd like me to say was your original advertisement. Because it doesn't matter. Okay. Both of them say the you can get it. Sorry, you
4: just want to go by that? you want to hear my side? Or you wanna <laughs>
1: oh, no, no. I, I want to hear you say something that will persuade me out of my verdict. Absolutely. You have the floor.
4: Very simple. When he came to me, I explained to him that it's very hard to get. He had then left for a month, came back a month later. And he had this problem. And he told me that he had gotten in touch with a bank that had the lien. I said, okay, I will help you. He said, yeah, they need you to speak to you. I said, okay, I don't think that's going to help, but I'm going to try anyway. I got the people on the phone, and they told me that they were glad that I brought it to their attention because they had no idea what happened to this vehicle. The vehicle was written off, and they didn't want any more money. It was an old vehicle, and they had no interest in the vehicle whatsoever. They said, put him back on the phone and get him to follow up with it, and he can get the title. This is what the bank told me and him.
1: Okay. So, what, is that what the bank told it you? It was sir? not a problem getting
4: the time. I don't know where he Mr. Dropped Mitchell, the ball. Mr. Mitchell, is that what the bank told, told you? Those people. No, ma'am.
1: What did they tell you? No. I, where did I, I get that number from then? I'm confused. me that number? I, 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 that number and I called
4: them for you. <laughs> you <laughs> begged me to call them for you. I told you. I'm I I sorry. You said I, like, the, the bank told, told him that. Did you place the call, Mr.
1: Perone, or did Mr. Mitchell place the call? Mr. Perone, stop just barreling through. It's not going to help your case. And
4: I was just trying to help you.
1: You need to stop talking. If there was a total of thirty two hundred paid and Mr. Mitchell does not have any proof of what he sold it for, which he should have when he's here. All right. I'm going to go by the blue book value of the motorcycle. And the blue book value is a thousand dollars. So that means that of the thirty two hundred, the blue book, the the motorcycle would have represented a thousand of it. So that leaves twenty two hundred dollars for the avalanche. I'm going to order Mr. Perrone to return to you the $2,200, and you have to return the avalanche to Mr. Perrone. Officer McIntosh will make those arrangements outside with you folks now. That's my verdict. Good luck, gentlemen.
7: So the defendant, who has been quite a rate throughout all this case, has got to give the uh, plaintiff back $2,200. Mr. Perrone, what are you thinking about? How about your decision, uh, You know your impression of I the knew, decision? Very what do you think?
4: He knew what he was buying when he bought it. I didn't twist his arm to buy the vehicle. Meanwhile, he's got the car, and God knows what he did with it. And he could have sold it 15 times. You get He had a million people call him to buy it for parts. Well, you get this the point back, by for,
7: the way. For but parts.
4: Just, you take the wheels off, you sell the wheels. You take the doors off, you sell the doors. It's a
7: parts car. Yeah, all right. he didn't he didn't mean to do that. That's what wasn't his goal to sell it for parts. You get the car back. You can do that. Mr. Mitchell, let, let me talk to you. How do you feel about the judge's decision now?
9: Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, I mean, I put a lot of money and stuff into it, but that's fine. He can get it back. It's not an issue. I don't know why he's whining. No,
7: you got uh, well, you got to give it back to him and you'll get you'll get the money from him in that case. All righty. Well, this is really uh, amazing case. Thank you very much. Congratulations.
5: Okay, Doug. Well, look, I mean, the judge made it clear the defendant defrauded the plaintiff. I mean, we know that now. But there's a bigger point here. And the bigger point is this. You don't have to be defrauded by relying on what the seller of a vehicle tells you. Because now with Carfax and everything else at your disposal, you can know exactly what you're buying before you buy it. There are a lot of problems with social media, with online. But the one great thing about online, or one of the great things, is that you have knowledge at your fingertips. You can know what you're buying. You can say, I pass because of what you see online, regardless of what the seller tells you. Sellers should become irrelevant at that point when it comes to buying a vehicle, because the better thing and the better way of going is to look for yourself and know exactly what you're buying before you buy it.
8: Now that recreational marijuana is legal in certain states, can you file a lawsuit involving marijuana?
1: Well, I'm not sure. It, it, that's a very broad question, so I'm right. not sure exactly what they're asking. If they're asking about their right to smoke or well, consume. Perhaps. Um,
8: yeah. Let's assume it means uh, you want to sue somebody because they're smoking marijuana in, in public and you don't like it, even though it's legal in your state.
1: Well, here's the thing. There's still, even though um, a lot of states have legalized it, there could still be zones and areas where you're still not allowed to do it. Like in Colorado, there's certainly zones where you can't openly uh, consume. Right. And we know that because your cousin is is the the mayor Mayor of of Vail. And she tells us all about yeah. litigation and stuff and that he's goes kind
8: on. of told us about this as it progressed over the years over the when years when, so it's they, been very when interesting. they were going to legalize it in colorado and then when they did legalize it in colorado in cities like vale and these ski towns had to make decisions about are we going to have it sold in our town are we going to allow it to be consumed in our town openly versus privately in your home or etc you know just because it's Legal doesn't mean you can't end up
1: regulated. in court. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> still, you could a, end up, so, right. it's still regulated.
8: Right, we regulate alcohol, that's legal. We regulate right. tobacco, we
5: regulate marijuana uh, to a certain
1: So yes, you could still end up in litigation. In right. And
5: that'll do it today. We'll see you tomorrow on The People's Court. <laughs>